Hi, I'm Elspeth. And I'm Steph. We are Keep You Company. And we're here to be your mates whilst you can't be with your mates. Hello. Hello. Episode 9.5. Yes, here we are. It's just a weekly check-in. Yep, we made it. We made it. I don't know what I'm doing. Hello, how are you? I'm I'm really good. I feel very... We're recording this on a Friday and I think we're both in... Jovial. Not the Friday feeling. Friday feeling is not a, a feeling that I associate myself with because Same, I'm usually, usually so tired by the end of the week that the idea of actually doing anything on a Friday evening makes me want to cry. But I feel I like how both... you stopped yourself saying die. <laughs> so predictable i feel like i say i i'm gonna die too much all the time i yeah no but it makes sense in most contexts good i'm glad <laughs> i just feel like that's something maybe i should just change it to cry and be slightly less dramatic rather than just react like a normal person but yeah we're both quite loopy also i never get that friday feeling because i'm self-employed so oh yeah i'm kind of I get Monday feeling as a self-employed person because what I tend to do where I can is take Mondays off because I'm like, I, I generally get a bit bored on a Saturday and then I'll end up doing a bit of work. So I'm like, Monday, this is the day. So what I used to do before the pandemic happened was there would be so much pressure on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday to go and socialise, right? That I'd get really overwhelmed and I'd be like, either I'd feel like I had no friends or I didn't have the energy to go and see the friends that I do have. And then I'd end God, up... I feel this so bloody hard yeah. right now. <laughs> and there would just be so many elements of how much I want st- to... Like, basically, what I the ultimate is I want to be invited to everything but comfortably say no to it and then sit at home and do what I want to do. So I want to have the best of both worlds. I want to feel like I've got friends but also feel like I'm justifiably choosing to stay at home, not just that I'm at home because I can't see anyone. So, anyway, I used to love Mondays because Mondays would feel like there was no pressure because suddenly everyone would go back to work. You didn't have to socialise with anyone. It would be completely acceptable if you went off and did stuff on your own because no one else is available because everyone's working. So I'd just do shit on a Monday, like just go to the gym on my own, go to a yoga class on my own, go and sit in a cafe on my own, do something, just anything, and just be like, hmm. Mondays are nice and quiet with no expectations. And then the pandemic happened and everyone's here on a Monday. Yeah, we're all here. I quite like Mondays, to be fair, even from an office perspective. It's Tuesdays I don't like. Oh, Tuesdays are the worst day of the week. And they have been since I was at school. And I can tell you every... I probably do a year-by-year analysis <laughs> of why Tuesdays are the worst day of the week for me. Starting from, like, that used to be the day when I had shit lessons at school. To Double all the way science. up to like, that's when I would have my day at work where I'd be working on like kids wear, so it was shit. And oh, it I thought to... you meant like designing. I was thinking like, wow, you did some wild stuff at school. And then I remember when you worked at Next, you meant you were working on oh, kids yeah, wear Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So it went from school <laughs> to working and then it would have been like, I probably had lessons I didn't like. That was probably when I had like lectures on a Tuesday at uni for some reason. And then... Yeah, and now it's just... My reason for not liking Tuesdays in office life is that on Mondays, I mean, pre-pandemic, you was 
at least on a Monday you get to talk about what you've done over the weekend and you've got things to talk about with people and you're all in the collectively the same boat of the fact that you're all back at work yeah and I find some kind of uh relief from the fact that everyone's got that Tuesday is the same as Monday except for you've already talked about the weekend so it's still <laughs> like shittily away from the coming weekend and then you've, you've got all got the pressure you got yeah. the pressure of what you didn't do on Monday that you were like, but it's Monday, I'm too tired to do this, I'll do it on Tuesday. So then Tuesday you have two days worth of work, Tuesday two day. And that's why Tuesdays are the worst day of the week. Monday one day, Tuesday two day. <gasps> Friends reunion. Wednesday when, what, when, whenever. <laughs> I'm so glad, so glad I got Wednesday, that Wednesday one day. Um, yeah, Friends reunion. Buzzing Thursday is the third day. I'm buzzing. But also but... a bit sad. Oh, that's I'm not sad. I mean, I I will I'll probably cry for it. But I have a very big butt about the reunion. <laughs> you big show off. <laughs> I have a very big butt. Um, what is presented by James Corden? You hate James Corden. So and I know, I know. The thing is, as well, is that I've I've been I actually was thinking about James talking about James Corden and the Friends trailer before this episode and I was like no because you're gonna Steph you're getting to a point where you're just being a bitch now and you're just this is gonna get to the point where it, for some reason I don't know why it would ever have happened but like James Corden's gonna hear everything you've said he's gonna take it really personally so be careful maybe you should only talk about it one more time but then I also just saw that meme that yeah I, just I was about to say you. can you please talk about that because I need you to let's just pick this apart for a moment so Steph sent me a message and it just said I really like this and then it was just a screenshot of a tweet that was deleted, but originally posted by James Corden. He re- retweeted it of someone else. What? What? Tell us what it is. So, I don't know if you've seen those like things going around, and it will be a picture of like an old man in Weatherspoons, basically. And it's seen this little old man sitting alone in Weatherspoons. He couldn't use the Weatherspoons app, and the staff were ignoring him for over fifteen minutes. Poor fella had got dressed up, especially for the occasion. We bought him two pints and sat him closer for a chat. What a grateful old man. He hadn't spoken to anyone in months. Please look after your elderly. Now, I'm sure you've seen these going around because I have. Um, and I don't think they originated as memes, but people are now doing it. It's kind of going around. And James Corden has retweeted this one saying, this is such a lovely message with a love heart. It's Wayne Lineker. <laughs> Oh shit! I just do. It's a picture of Wayne Lineker, and he's just sat on his own at what looks like just beside Ocean Beach. One of his, yeah, he's beside the empty pool at Ocean Beach. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, he's deleted it because he's realised it's Wayne Lineker. But it's the best thing I ever seen. I love it. We'll post that up. We'll post that up for people to see. But yeah, this isn't a James Corden hate podcast. I just have a personal (laughs) opinion, and I just he just popped up a few times in this past week. Hopefully, he won't be mentioned again. I was going to say it's becoming we've strayed away from Duncan from Blue and now we're just going down the route of James Corden but not in the good way what have you been up to like when was the last time we recorded over just over a week ago so we've got a week a week's worth of life to catch up on tell me have, what you've been doing I've got um I've got animal updates for you this week which is always good me too we seem actually to have a, we seem to have wildlife updates all the time now oh actually yeah. It's funny, we discussed all the different kind of segments that we occasionally do, the ones that we've done once, the ones we seem to be bringing up more. Um, I feel like, actually, we might need to have a wildlife segment at this stage. (laughs) But this week, after an entire pandemic of trying, 
I hand fed a duck. It was the best Lovely. day of my life. It was the best ever thing. I've been trying since, I mean, probably since the ducks came in my garden. Started, How long like, was that? Visiting. Eight years? Eight or nine years they've been that I can remember. Like that's, it was about nine years that I started remembering it and like being like, oh my God, ducks in the garden and like <laughs> checking for them every year. And it's only been since March, April of last year that I've really got into the the, the caring and the feeding and the trying Lovely. to get them to like me. True finally... duck rearing. Hmm? I said true duck rearing. Did I say true duck rearing? No, I said it to oh. you just then. And then you went, yeah, that's what I'm... so I repeated it. <laughs> <laughs> Communication Sorry, was... at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. On gents. a spiel. Um... But yeah, hand fed a duck and that was, it was only two mouthfuls, but it was, and I know that you can probably just do this at parks and stuff like where they're probably really, they're used to being fed, but. Yeah, but it's better in I your also, garden. Is there a what? I said it's better in, in your garden. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why I can't hear you today. Maybe I should just turn up, turn you up. I think I've, it's because I've got you on volume eight. <laughs> I don't know what the top volume is. 100. Oh. <laughs> Um, but I also rescued a dog this week. Well, I didn't oh, rescue shit, you it. did? I didn't actually... I say I rescued a dog. I didn't... Basically, what happened is... My dad works... <clears throat> sorry. My dad works um, in our local taxi company. And basically, two boys walked into his office. He wasn't there at the time. And they'd found a dog running about. And it was pissing it down with rain on Sunday as well. This was on Sunday. Um, and they'd found a dog running about, a Maltese dog, little white dog, soaking wet through. And so he basically handed it into the office because it was the only place open on a Sunday. It was about five o'clock-ish, but obviously all the shops have closed by that point. So the taxi place was the only place open. And they've rung my dad because my dad has a dog, I guess. And so literally I'm in bed just watching TV and my dad's like, Steph, and I open the door. My dad's just stood there with this tiny dog soaking, <laughs> soaking wet through. And I'm like... Oh no! <laughs> like now I've what got a do dog, do? and I was like, "Well, where has this come from? What has happened?" And he was like, "It was just handed to me." Did you and think was it was like, for a split second? Did you think it was a present for you? I didn't think it. It looks very. <laughs> it, the dog is really similar to a dog that we looked after for a, a few years ago. That my dad, one of his, the one of the old ladies that he drives, was a bit poorly and was like moving house and going through a load of issues and we looked after her dog for like three or four weeks and it got really close to the point where we could have kept him like she almost was like I can't have the dog and then we had to give him back and it was the worst ever made me really sad and he was tiny and weird and like (laughs) tiny like the smallest smaller than snow I swear to god wow like he was tiny tiny and he would like sleep under the pillow even Sam loved him it was just it was a match made in heaven and then he had to go away so for a moment I was like it's that dog and then I was like no it's not that dog but and then I was like oh dad's just taking in more dogs um but turns out like basically it was missing and then my dad's on the phone to the council but my dad doesn't know how to send texts or pictures or anything (laughs) so he's basically not even put the phone on speaker just handed me his mobile phone whilst he's on the phone still to a woman from like pets council and it's like can you send a picture of the dog and I'm like (laughs) but you're on the phone to the woman and you don't even have the number saved so I'm like trying to speak to this woman on speakerphone whilst getting her number into my phone to try and text her a picture of the dog and then I put it on our local Facebook group 
Um, but I made sure not to put any like pictures or descriptions. And I was yeah. like, I won't. I said, I'm not giving the dog back until you send me a picture of the dog. If yeah, you think it's no, that's really good. So eventually, I mean, literally within five minutes of doing that, I managed to find someone who knew the person who had lost the dog. And I managed to drop the dog off to the person and it got back to their owner. And oh my God, they were literally in hysterics crying when I pulled up. I went and met, drove the dog to them because she was literally <laughs> also, so hysterical. When you said they were in hysterics, in my head, I'm like I laughing. just went, yeah, I was like, they're just manically laughing. Like, oh my God, no. Oh my was, God, it's my she dog. She was like sobbing. Like, and I, at first I was like, oh my God. And then the woman she was with gave me a look as if to be like, oh my god I'm with crazy like thank you so oh much for dropping god. the dog off it's like the woman that wasn't hysterically crying was like clearly like thank god because I this woman is about to go insane yeah um and then but the woman that was crying like just didn't stop crying she didn't like she was so overwhelmed she couldn't even like say thank you or and I was just going she's he's it was a he he's fine like he just got handed in at the office we've had him the whole time like nothing's happened to him he's not been in any danger yeah and she just carried on crying and then I was like now I've got to drive away and this is a really weird situation but yeah. I the dog saved well the dog brought it back to its owner turns out it actually escapes quite often Sam and his sister have found it running down their road before well at least it's safe for now maybe I he'll mean, run back to yours like a homing pigeon hopefully fingers crossed Fingers I crossed. saved, um, so I spoke about that bird that I saved last week. I had a little update. So he is a little, well, I thought it was a she. It's a he. It's a little black bird, little boy black bird. And they are treating his bad foot. And I was right to take him in. And hopefully he should be on the men's soon. And then I can bring him home and let him free. That is so cool. Look at us, saving lives. Saving lives, saving the planet. And I... Don't know where I'm going with it. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) We have got a rental car, like a hire car, to um because we one of our cars is in for repairs. Basically, it got crashed into recently. Oh my god, this is hilarious actually. So an Amazon driver. This is the fourth time one of our cars has been crashed into whilst it's been parked outside of our own house, right? Fourth time in is the last... Is this in the little bits opposite your house? Like the little parking spaces opposite your house? No, so we have one parking space that's ours and then because we've got two cars, one of them is on the road. But like you've been to our house, we live in like a really small cul-de-sac basically that's at the top of quite a steep hill. So if you have anything bigger than like a scooter, you're probably just going to crash into everyone as you leave. <laughs> like some fucking awful situation. <laughs> And basically, it's not my favourite road down to park down because I'm a nervous driver for those reasons. So I normally like park at the bottom of the hill because I'd just rather park at the bottom and walk up and it'd be easy and I'm not going to kill anyone or crash my car than even try and look up the top. It's just not even worth the effort for my life. It's just so frustrating. But this is where it pays off to be friends with your neighbours because basically, one our next door neighbour saw this Amazon driver crash into Campbell's car. And then he, this driver had tried to drive off and our neighbour ran around to us and was like, oh, we've just seen that dude crash into your car. Like, you might want to go. And so Campbell like, runs out of the house, goes off to try and find this Amazon driver. He's gone round the side. There's a like a block of garages just round the side from ours where he's then parked. Funny story, because then Campbell then like, goes to speak to our other neighbour, Leslie, who is, I've spoken about Leslie before. Leslie is my 72-year-old neighbour who I love with my whole entire heart. She is a true angel and if I just love her she's amazing she's brilliant she's one of the funniest people and just genuinely lovely 
but Campbell was outside the front, and he was like, oh, Leslie, did you see, did you see what happened? Leslie's like, oh, no, I was just doing my gardening, blah, blah. So this driver pops out from the garages. Turns out he has packages for both us and Leslie. So he's just crashed into our car and then had to come over to us from a different bit. To deliver the post. Yeah, and then Campbell, as he comes over, Campbell's like, mate, I saw you crash into my car. Like, you've just done that to the car. Look at this. He's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. Leslie's like, I saw you. You definitely did. Leslie definitely didn't. But she's just like, (laughs) I've got your back. And I'm like, yeah. Yes, Leslie. (laughs) Yes. And then we've had this just ultimate mess of a situation. So we've had to get this guy to get his insurance all sorted out and whatever else and then their company after you know when you get the whole sob story of like oh can we do this outside of the insurance because he's a brand new driver and it's like not our problem we've already gone to the insurance also illegal and yeah yeah, and um so we did all of that and then uh we basically they fucked a whole load of stuff up they were supposed to send us uh is it courtesy car hire car whatever like You know what I mean? When you need another car because yours is in for repair. We don't even know where our car is right now because just someone just turned up one day and took it. So I've possibly just given it to a stranger. Like someone definitely had to (laughs) sign something. Yeah, so I'm like, bye. Um, And then we have a hire car from like a third party. So we don't even know where this hire car's come from. But we've ended up... Like, our cars, like, but we're lucky with our cars. They're fairly, like, they, they do the job. But they're not, like, super expensive, mad, out there cars. But this one that we've been replaced with, it's like a fucking 69 plate. Wait, is that even possible? Yes. Yes. 69 plate, like, Mercedes something or other. And it's from the future. I swear so to technically- God. Technically, that's the past. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like it's from the future. Because, so we went out for a drive in it the other day. I'm too scared to drive it because it's just, it's huge. And um, Campbell's like, oh, look at this, look at this. Press a button. It scans for parking spaces either side of you down a road, like fucking Frogger. Do you remember Frogger? Oh, my God. It literally looks like Frogger. Yeah. And then um, you press a button fucking parks itself madness we're going to be killed by robots everybody really soon get your tin first foil of all that's out. like since i robot that's been like one of my biggest fears second <laughs> of all i just parking itself is mad third of all i thought my car had the parking itself thing and it didn't but it does have the other day i did the best parallel park and i my car does have the thing it's got a rear camera with lines so that when you like yeah. spin the steering wheel it tells you what angle the wheels will be at yeah. And I like span my, I was doing a parallel park and I span my wheel round and it literally went like so parallel to the curb that I actually screamed in my car because I was like, this <laughs> is the best day. Like I've done it. I've, done I've it completed, so I completed life. I completed pro parallel parking. And my fourth bit is one time I got a Vauxhall insignia as my courtesy car, which is like, it's a real saloon car, and I'm very much a hatchback girl. Yeah, um, this is a saloon, and I'm used to a hatchback as well. I don't understand saloon. Also, at that time, I'd never had um, a... I'd never used an electric handbrake before. Oh, yeah, so, they scare me. So the car may have rolled forward into my dad's car. Nobody knows that. The worst thing I ever did, when I bought... So the car I've got now, I bought it nearly 10 years ago. And I bought it from new and I was so proud of myself because I was like, oh, I've got this brand new car. It was a set Ibiza and I was like, I'm the coolest 
boy racer type girl and I'm like this is the ultimate of dreams now I've realised it's a three door that looks like a 17 year old boy owns it so it's not going to be very good whether we decide to have children soon but that's another story anyway um, I say soon I mean in like 10 years I was like that's not on your soon list <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're lying I'm just finding reasons to give myself an excuse to buy a new car by the way I'm like maybe a child will be in there one day um, so I, I quite rate the idea of having like a child seat in the back of a hatchback. That's how my mum did it. You don't need a four by four. None of this bollocks. I really every every it. every girl I know that's had a child has upgraded their standard car to like the four An by SUV. four yeah. version of yeah. it. Like some of them, not even like just got a SUV. Like literally have gone from Fiat five hundred to the, the the square thing, which actually I rate really highly. It's a really nice car. But yeah, it's my kids. Thing. It would, it's like a, it is square. <laughs> I can't, I don't know what the make is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess my, I don't know. I'll probably actually do a sensible thing and get a bigger car if, if and when I do have a child. But in my head, I do think it's really funny, the concept of me having like, still with like a turbo engine and then a child seat in the back. Yeah, but I'd like that if like I had the more doors. Really loud. <laughs> if I have more doors, yeah, bla- really badly blacked out windows that you can peel off yourself. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Terrible seat covers. But anyway, the worst thing I ever did. So I bought that. Fucking love that car. That car has done me a solid for the last 10 years. It still, still drives like a dream. Anyway, I had had it about two months. I was at my parents' house and they lived in the middle of nowhere. And I remember my dad had started throwing a wobbly because the bathroom window had been left open and we were about to leave the house. And obviously everyone was going to burgle that house It whilst we were out. Okay. So... I was going to head back off to uni and my parents were going to come for lunch with me before I went back to uni. So we were in two separate cars. So I, as my dad was throwing a wobbly and storming back inside to go and shut this window, I went to go and check on my mum who was in the other car and was like, see if she was okay. And, oh, can you hear the wind? I did hear that. Was it that that squeal? Maybe that's my dad being a scary ghost. Like, he's like, don't you tell this story. He's like, stop talking about them windows. Um, he wasn't that cockney. I don't know why I did that. Um, maybe he's a cockney ghost. Um, anyway, so I got the car and I just hear this noise and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I look behind me and I'm like, holy shit, that is my brand new car rolling away from me. And I had got out of the car and my car, I had not put my handbrake on and I ran back towards it to try and get back in it. And I locked it as I got back to it and I thought I was unlocking it. And so my then brand new fucking car, locked, handbrake off, just rolls away from me straight into the fence at my parents' house, takes that out. Luckily, it was the majority of was okay. But I dented the fucking parking sensors. So then every time I got in the car, it was like, there's someone behind you, there's someone behind you. And I'm like, can you just fuck off? Because there's just a dent in it. And it took me eight years to get that dent taken out. That is so funny. So, um, when we went to Longleat last year for my birthday, some monkeys took the rear parking sensors out of the back of Sam's car. And apparently it went from doing like a single beep when you put it into reverse to a triple beep and it drives him absolutely <laughs> mental. One of my favourite stories is when we were younger and I did used to spend a lot of time with lads who liked cars. Um, and one of them put his own parking sensors on and they used to beep when it rained. 
I've got a couple of... Oh, I've got a good question for you. And also, I just had a little bit of nostalgia for you slash growing up life things. I Basically, I saw something on the internet the other day that said, and this is, prepare for your brain to explode. Okay. Browsing houses on the internet is the adult equivalent of circling things in the Argos catalogue. Oh my God, it is. I yeah, I know. Browsing a house. I love it. Especially I like, ones you definitely can't afford. I mean, yeah, which I is all of look them. At all of the private houses. Yeah, all houses. <laughs> Even if it's a houseboat. There's me like, oh, there's a few that I can afford. No, of yeah. course I fucking can't. I, can bear, I couldn't even afford a barge. <laughs> I couldn't even afford a weekly shop at this point. I was going to say, I have just been shuffling money around like nobody's business and working out what credit card I can use. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. I love um, that. And here's my question for you that I texted you about on Wednesday and I said, I've got a question. Oh, I'm excited. So, I, and I knew that this would be a good one for you. Okay. So, I'm sure you've heard that, and this is also why I said Jason Derulo earlier. Jason Derulo is named his son, Jason. Yeah. And I just wondered how you felt about your name. Because I hate the name Stephanie, and I always have, and I don't think Stephanie as the full name suits me at all. And then I thought, I wonder if Els likes her name, and then I thought... Her name's Elspeth Hall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> she's gonna have an opinion. I knew that you would have something to say. <sighs> okay, to start with, who the fuck calls a child Elspeth? Because I can barely fucking say it myself. You will have noticed the continuation throughout this whole podcast when I say my own name. I say it in so many different ways. So it depends who I'm talking to, and it depends what time of day it is. I will either say Owlsbeth or... I like when you do Owls, Owls. I like when Owls comes through. It's because I'm, I was brought up in Worcester. Everybody says their E's as A's. No one can fucking... Right, one of my things was people can't get their head around the fact that S and P go together in my name. Everybody can say the word spoon, but can anybody say the word Elspeth? No. (laughs) Every single person puts an A in the middle of it and I get Owlsbeth. What, like Elspeth? Yes, Elsa You're Beth. not Beelzebub or something. like. Okay, God's right, sake. well, you joke, but Beelzebub was also another nickname of mine, then shortened to Bob. <laughs> all of my brother's friends called me Beelzebub because no one could fucking say Elsbeth. They all called me Elsbeth, which then went to How Beelzebub. can you say Beelzebub and not Elsbeth? Thank you. There, there were also some other comical ones where Albert the Fifth Musketeer, Albatross, and what was... Oh, the most ridiculous one was How's Your Bra?, because that one makes sense. But when you go to school in rural Herefordshire, where everybody's a farmer, of course you're going to get, how's your bra? Wow. I've never had a nickname at school. I, occasionally I had about get... 4,000. Occasionally my friend will call me Fanny, as in Steph Fanny. Oh, I like but that. But that's, that's about as big as it gets. At least you didn't have any nicknames. mean nicknames. Because I had Els Tash at one school because they decided I had a moustache. Honestly, I got so badly bullied for apparently having a moustache. And I was going to talk about this in a totally different light just before this because I looked in the mirror before and I was like, oh, I've got big black hair. You know, when occasionally you get a black hair. Oh, I'm really chin. like, I'm looking at mine now because. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, that's a big I'm weirdly, hair. I've become weirdly insecure about it over the past three months. And I'm not sure if that's because I've actually got thicker upper lip hair in the past three months. See, I dermaplane. 
and I've derma planed for years, so I literally like get rid of all of my facial face fuzz. But I think that's also probably a massive fallout from the fact that I was so heavily bullied for having facial hair. And it, See, I, I think, think that's it, next steps for me. I think I'm gonna have. I'm gonna do. Part of me is like, no, don't do it because you're just pandering to this idea of what is perfect. <laughs> I'm trying to like really stand up for myself, but the rest of me is like. Yeah, but you feel like Beppe DeMarco every time you look in the mirror. So just fucking do it. Like, just make it will make you feel better. And then the other half's like, no, society is telling you to do it. I just can't cope with the internal struggle in my head at the do moment. Do you know what? I think for me, I don't care about the societal aspect of it. I think a huge knock on is the fact that I was so heavily bullied about it. Mm. Like to the point where like I didn't go into school. It was Elsa so Tash is also a really shit nickname like this, that doesn't yeah, like even year like seven people <laughs> kids are horrible kids yeah kids are, are bastards horrible. but aside from the bullying and this is probably also where it stemmed from uh, my ocd is heavily um a lot of it is around body hair issues so i mean let's face it if we're going to analyze that that's probably where it stems from but i have shaved my legs every single time i have showered since the age of 11 like i cannot i i can't cope with leaving them to grow because it makes me feel like I can't, like my world has fallen apart. And if I try and explain that to people, people think that I'm just being dramatic, but it's not actually even anything to do about like looking a certain way. It's literally having that control over your own body. And then I think the same thing has then come from dermaplaning. But at the same time, like dermaplaning has been great for my skin, like my makeup goes on better. I feel like it's probably helped with the aging process of my skin because I'm unless it's just genetic. But anyway, I'm rambling. Hi. Hey. But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I just wanted to know what your feelings were. Yeah, so there's my last story about being bullied. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I like that it. That is weird. Right. It is weird that you've got that though. I think I have that kind of I wouldn't say I wouldn't say for me it's like a compulsion because obviously for you it is a compulsion that's part of it being OCD mm. but I get a similar thing with how I my nails are and I don't do my nails for other people I don't care but if I'm like out and I notice anything like I, ha- I have to have like I constantly carry nail files and like nail polish remover and if I have nail polish on because the idea of having like a chip and not being able to make yeah, me feel weird of but then body yeah, but then body hair, I don't care because I, I'm lazy. Um, so I, I wish I'm I the could opposite. not care. I've had but... people call me out before because of my leg hair, like at work. And I, yeah, and I was like, it was from a, it was from my, uh, to be fair, it was my mate Chris and he's Australian and he, the way he says stuff, it was like, he could, he could literally say, I hate you and all your family and I want to go and kill <laughs> your, your brothers. And, and you would just be like, oh, you're so funny, Chris. Like, he just <laughs> says it in a way that's like somehow still funny. And, but I did, I just turned to him and was like, what are you going to do about it, Chris? Like, really, what are you going to do about it? And he was like, what? And I was like, do you, like, what are you going to do if I don't ever shave my legs again? And he was like, does Sam not care? And I was like, if Sam cared. Well, if Sam cared, we wouldn't be together. That would be exactly. that's the be all and end all. Like that's if he really cared that much. And I was like, no. And also, they're not that bad. They're not. Li- they're really not that bad. But <laughs> like, also, the, the the thing for me, like that, I really need to. Now you said that, I really need to make sure I point out. I don't care what anybody else does with their mm. bodies. Like I'm not gonna see someone with leg hair or whatever and think, oh my god, that I'm literally like. It's like um, the way I describe it is. I don't care about spiders when they're in someone else's environment, right? 
yeah. go into someone else's house, whatever, there's a spider, I'll leave that there. If that spider is in my house, I'm going to want to burn my fucking house down to make sure it's not here and I won't be able to sleep until I know that it's gone. So in the same way, I need to feel like I've got control over myself. And in the, you're, prob- you're probably like it with your nails, where you don't give a shit what anyone else is doing with their nails, but you can look at yours and be like, ah. Oh, I never look at the state. I don't think you can even see that close to people's nails to pick out the weird things that I pick out. I'm like, look at this tiny ridge, I must buff it. <laughs> and like, I'll sit there with buffers and like... And obviously I also fucked up my nails with gels and stuff, so I'm really like really protective of of them as well because i don't want them to be damaged and split and anytime i see any peeling i'm like must file the whole thing and like it just is a i guess it is it's like you say it's that sense of keeping control over something um and apparently that's my thing yeah i think we all have that to an extent but i think yeah all of wow all of this has come off the back of my name (laughs) on a lighter note though i do like it now because it's been very handy in terms of like anything career-wise people don't forget you when you've yeah. got the name Elspeth van der Hole, like people are like oh yes I'm going to remember that because also mainly because every single time I introduce myself I go oh yeah I'm Elspeth and they go sorry what Elspeth and I'm like, sorry what and I'm like E-L-S-P-E-T-H it's Scottish for Elizabeth so just pretend you're a drunk man trying to say Elizabeth and they're like ha 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 oh yeah I actually have L's saved in my phone as first name L's, second name Beth. I mean, at least you got the P. At least you got the fucking spelling right. It was me- It was for my own self because I knew I knew that if I didn't do that, I'd call you Elsbeth, and I thought she'll call me. I Elspeth. call myself. But Elspeth. you say it because it's easier for yourself. Yeah, it's, it's easier who... for your accent, isn't it, to actually Els- say Elspeth? I think it's because like my family were very faux posh, and so everything was like oh Elspeth. Whereas I'm like Elspeth, like if I say Elspeth, if I introduce myself as Elspeth, you're gonna be like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> like what are you, you talking about? Take your posh suit off, and that's how I feel about Stephanie Francis. Oh bloody hell! And I am a lady as well, officially. So Lady Stephanie Francis, Lady Stephanie Francis, and Elspeth Rose coming to you with Radio Four podcast about fucking nothing because neither of us have got anything academic to talk about. It's Steph George and it's L's, alright? Steph and L's. And that's Steph and L's with F and no syllables, only one, I meant. Who's anyway. got an F? Steph. L's Pef. As in TH instead of TH and PH with an <gasps> yeah. F. Steph. F Steph F L's Pef. F. L's Pef. And Steph. We give an F. F. We don't give an F, but we've got one. <laughs> Oh, it's Friday. It's definitely Friday. <laughs> I have another question. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I texted Els last night. I'm, and I, you'll all know this. This is probably like n- near winding down question for you. But okay. um, I had a big Beyonce night last night and I watched Homecoming and I watched um, the Formation World Tour on YouTube and I watched the making of The Gift uh, on YouTube as well because... <laughs> Just hadn't watched any Beyonce for a while, so I thought, <laughs> let's just watch as much Do as them I all. And I thought of a question, because one of my things, if I won the lottery, one okay. of the things that I would do that is, like, my unashamed splurge is that I would have every outfit from every Beyonce stadium tour, including backing stage singers, 
custom made and designed for myself and have a whole Lovely. wardrobe of every one of her outfits. Um, I don't know who's going to make this for me, probably like Balmain or something, because, you know, uh, I'm a millionaire now. Yeah. That's my weird, mad splurge that I know is something that not a lot of other people would splurge on. What would be your really kind of mad because that's almost obsessive because I am almost obsessive about Beyonce she is a queen she is my inspiration for everything she is the inspiration for our word of wisdom this week so <laughs> fuck it just, yeah that's fuck how obsessed I am with her I have to just tell you how obsessed I am with her so you know so you know having a Beyonce <laughs> breakdown on a Friday every Friday honey. um what is my weird splurge yeah is this is if you even have one I maybe should have asked you this question beforehand so you could have thought about it, but... All I can think about is that I really want a cockatoo. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very you thing, but I don't think you need to win the lottery for that, like... No, but, what I, I mean, I've got a toy one behind me, just here. Lauren got me this one after I made friends with one at um, Bird, Bird World. World last year. Um, for my 31st birthday, we went to Bird World. <laughs> um, I'd probably buy Bird World. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd buy Bird World. If you've not been to Bird World, I mean, if you don't I really haven't. like, if you don't like birds, don't. Because it's going to be terrible. It's not for me. But for me, who I think that I can connect emotionally and make best friends with every bird I ever see, so and I have a long-standing idea that one day I'll go outside and all of the wild birds will just be my friends, like a Disney movie. Yeah, not even or like, like Doctor that. Doolittle. Yeah, just literally just hang out. Like, I don't even really want them to talk to me because I feel like as soon as... You know how people are always like, oh, I wish my animals could talk to me. I really don't because all I would do is assume that they were all slagging me off behind my back. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just want to know what Chili's thinking all the time. I reckon she could talk. I try and make her talk all the time. I love doing that to dogs. I'm like, go on. Say hello, say, say hello, say, say hello, say yeah. hello, 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 hello. Yeah. So that is what I would do. I would buy Bird World and I'd have the best fucking time and I'd probably never have any friends because I wouldn't bother because I've got all of my bird friends. If you owned Bird World, I'd probably go and I would wear my custom Beyonce outfits whilst I was there too. With feathers. I bet there is one with feathers, There's I'm going to find one. it. And that will be the one that I wear to Bird World. Although, is that a bit fucked up? Is that like yeah, a bit no, like wearing... Yeah, no, definitely. Now that you've said it, definitely <laughs> fucked up. Same as wearing, like, leather to cow world. There's no cow world, but a ranch, I guess. Oh, I can't wait to go to cow world. That's like Cece... I would go to cow world if there was a cow world. That's like my friend Cece um, gets horses and cows mixed up all the time. It's one of my favourite things. And I'm just literally like, I don't understand how you can't tell them apart. But maybe if there was a cow world, she'd fucking get it. That's a brain thing, though, because I get stuff mixed up in my head all the time. And then I'm like, right, remember that you get those things mixed up. And then the next time it comes to it, I'm like, I can't remember which way around I'm supposed <laughs> to remember them. Because my brain's like, remember the right way. But then I can't remember the right way. I just know that there's a wrong way. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I have a few recommendations today oh go on i'm gonna get a pen <laughs> what to write down my recommendation yeah oh you're so cute <laughs> <laughs> i actually did get a pen i uh, know you clicked it as well with much purpose well it needed clicking so i could write 
we are very matter of fact today so recommendations i mean you don't even need to write them down because i've already said them to you and you've already said them to me oh glenn glenn and doyle's new podcast oh, yeah. brilliant <laughs> yeah particularly episode two on boundaries there is one part of it that i needed to hear myself and i think and what i love is she talks quite a lot about how she never texts anybody back she's literally just like fuck this why should we be 24 7 available why like she she said in it she was yes. like one day somebody designed a, a texting feature that we were all just expected to cope with that someone just sends you an instant fucking message when they've got something that they want from you and you are supposed to reply straight a fucking way. No, I don't want to. No, wait, you are under wait. no obligation, and I've used this phrase myself in the past fortnight, you're yes. under no obligation to reply to anyone at any time ever. Thank you very and much. if you do if not someone... have anything to say when, later when questioned... <laughs> Something that you may, t- may later rely on. You can tell neither of us have ever done that before because no. both of us just stumbled on our words doing that. And we're just um, like, ha ha ha, we are police lady. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that idea. It's like, it's kind of like if you just went up to someone at work and started shouting in their ear <laughs> and then expected them to respond. It's like, just because you've approached me with something doesn't mean I'm obliged to ever respond. But also, even Campbell doesn't know where I am half the time. Earlier on, I went to a yoga class. He started phoning me halfway through and texting me, asking me where I was. Bear in mind, we've been in the same house as each other for like the last year, 24-7, because we both work from home. I if never my know own where fiance, is. Yeah, if my own fiancé doesn't get an, a phone call answered, I'm probably not going to text you back, let's face it. Just sometimes as well, I look at it and I forget, or sometimes I'm just, even if it's just I'm too drained, sometimes the idea of texting someone back and just being like, I'm too drained, it's like, you know, that's going to open up doors for a potentially deeper conversation. And I just yeah. can't be asked for the deeper conversation. So it's just easier to... And I know that it's, oh, I'm ghosting, but I don't care. Also, don't a lot of the care. time, when I when I want to reply to someone, I want to put all of my energy into it and actually give them an authentic... The time of day real. they deserve, yeah. Yes. So I don't want to just give some, like, half-assed... Because I remember I did this to someone years ago. I think someone had, like, messaged saying that something awful had happened and I was just like, ha and then I reread it like like eight hours later and I was like, oh shit, they've basically just said someone's died or something like that. And I was like, ha ha ha, that's so funny. And then ever since then, I'm kind of like, I'd rather just give them no reply. And then reply co- I've got coke on my glasses. But me and Sam have talked about that because he's his job is obviously he's running around all day, he's very busy at work. Um, and especially when he first started, he would just kind of, resp- he would reply to what I was saying, but he would just do like, two or three words yeah and I was like this is so annoying I was like I'd rather that you just didn't reply to me and just sent me one big text at the end of the day or like because you know what I'm like I just will keep if I am texting you I'll just send you shit I don't care if I actually don't care if you reply I just want to send my shit I really don't <laughs> care what your response is that's I in just my head I put, need it to go yeah I just need to get it out of my brain um but yeah I kind of think if you don't have the time then don't it's more annoying. I'd rather you called me back or we text when you've got time later than yeah. I get some one wordy thing. And it's like, well, now you've just you've sucked all of the life out of that shit that I sent you, which I could also, have been fine if you just ignored it. That would have been out there in the world. But now you've knocked it back at me and I don't like yeah. it. 
And she made a valid point that as soon as you've got... So you have only a to-do list to reply to people, right? And then as soon as you reply to them, they reply back again. And that's never off your to-do list. So basically, don't text me. <laughs> ever. No, I will reply sometimes. Just don't, don't expect an instant response from me. ever communicate with us. Oh my God, I did the best thing as well this week. Go on. So my work email was fucking up on my phone. So I have a totally separate email for work stuff. Um, it was fucking up on my phone, messaged my um, website guy and was just like, what the fuck is going on? Blah, blah. And he was just like, oh, it's probably this. You've got to do this. And it was like a 10 step process where I had to fix it. I just took it off my phone. It's only on my laptop now. And I'm like, why the fuck have I not done that before? It has taken so much stress away from me. I was going to say, I bet that removes you from being constantly like at work. Yeah, I never thought. Like in work mode. Like, I never thought, I obviously have physically got an office, so I'm like, right, I can shut the door on that. I It has never twigged to me that I shouldn't have my work email on my personal phone. I don't need it on there. I just need it on my laptop. when I And then when I'm in work mode, I come in, I sit down, I do my emails. I've got it set up on mine, because I've got a work phone. Um, yeah. But what I do is, on my personal phone, I'm logged into my work calendar, so yeah. that I can see my diary, but I don't have access to my emails. And there's two reasons for that. And one is because obviously, as you say, I don't want work emails coming through the weekend on my personal phone and then me going, oh, I've got to ah. think about that thing. Yeah. But also because I know what I'm like. I'm like, drunk me will just reply. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. for safety purposes also. Like, just <laughs> fuck no. off. Yeah. Just <laughs> I cut. quit, you yeah. can't. Just cut it off. So it's just, yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, <laughs> low, low, low. Hello, I'm what an idiot. Turn up on Monday. You're and all like... dicks. And then in the morning I'd be like, oh, I actually really like my job, I'm sorry. Turn up on Monday and then I've packed your desk up. Have you seen Secret Crush? No, but Have you it heard? Sounds, sounds great. No, I haven't heard of it. Is it on Netflix? It is on, I think, Channel 4. Okay, I was going to... Channel 4, it sounds like a Channel 4. Oh, ITV. It's either ITV or Channel 4. It's one or the other. Basically, it's imagine first dates, but it's somebody who's got a secret crush on someone and then they introduce them. So, so they know each other? Secret crush. So sometimes <gasps> they know each other and sometimes it will be like someone's ex from like 10 years ago. Sometimes it will be like some random girl that follows them on Instagram and the whole thing's fucking weird. It's so awkward. It's so horrible. There's nine episodes each is like an hour long. If you need something to watch that is mindless, and especially if you're sad, hungover, anxious, stressed, and you just want to watch some pure car crash telly, it's right there for you in Secret Crash. That sounds amazing. It's terrible. Anyway, third recommendation. The Headspace podcast. Fucking brilliant. Five minute meditation type. But it's not meditation as such. It's more... This woman, is she called Eve? I think, she's I think Eve. she is called Eve. She has the most beautiful podcasting voice I've ever heard. Or oh, just voice in general. It's so unreal. calming and so lovely. And basically, yeah, it's like five minutes. I don't know, is it daily? Yeah, like every daily. single day. Every single day. Yeah. And she just talks to you for five minutes in a really lovely soft voice about really important stuff to remind you how to like put in boundaries, take care of yourself, like meditate, all these things. It that... somehow mixes like meditation, mindfulness, and also just teaches you about different aspects of yeah. your life that make your brain a bit 
crazy and a bit screwy wooey and a bit swirly whirly he they kind of teach you like this is why that happens here's what you can think about here's a few things you can do all in like a little five minute nugget and as Elle says the woman's voice is just so nice that after it you're just like it's it I don't know it's just it's so just listen to it and you'll understand yeah so that is leading us perfectly on to the fact that it is world meditation day today Firstly, I went to yoga earlier and I, it was new teacher. Oh, I'm buzzing off gym classes, back in gym classes, loving life. Finally, someone telling me what to do so I don't have to do any home workouts. Love that. Went to the yoga class. The first yoga class I've ever had in eight years where I cried. Did you cry cry? You finally had your yoga cry. I finally had my yoga cry. Oh. It was insane. It was in the middle. It was what posture were you in? I think it was just in. Um, it was just at the end. Oh, it was that's just in the meditation at the end. I think there was something else halfway through. I can't remember what it was, but basically, she. Oh no, it wasn't. I was just literally in a seated um, position. We did hummingbird breath. Oh, yeah, where you like hum, and she also interesting fact. Apparently, that when you do hummingbird breath or when you just hum, your body creates oxytocin, which is the love hormone. I didn't realise it created oxytocin, but I know it stimulates the vagus nerve, which um, makes your body go in. It stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, which naturally calms you down and slows your heart rate down. So that's so basically hum. Hum for your life. I posted a thing, actually, funnily enough, it was Beyonce related, but it was from an actual psychotherapist that had said... If you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or need something to ground you, put on a high-pitched song and they put in brackets Beyonce's discography works very well for this and hum along to it and it's supposed to be like the best thing like to, to Honestly, it was down. amazing. She it's also sick. where Kundalini yoga comes from. That's why they do chanting and all of that thing because it f- stokes the fire of the belly and and then obviously helps you um remove toxins it's like a releasing because yeah, i think people think that like when you see people doing chanting or whatever it's just a bit like hippy dippy whatever but it genuinely like different vibrations in your body genuinely changes how you feel and it's so interesting because obviously the traditional hummingbird breath you'd put your thumbs in your ears to mm. shut off your hearing and then you'd put the rest of your fingers over your eyes to get rid of your sight so you'd be shutting down as many of your senses as possible to fully connect with this type of breathing and the feeling you get but instead of doing that today she just made us place both hands on our um heart center and then literally just felt the vibrations of you humming and we did it for so long that i went fully into that space yes honestly it was the same space i went into with my hypnotherapist last year and I found myself in this moment where I was fully comforting my inner child without any resistance. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And then I spoke to her briefly at the end and I was just like, I feel like I need to tell you this because it was so meaningful. And and then I nearly started crying again. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And she was like, this is so lovely. And I was like, <laughs> And then I came home and then me and Campbell did a um, meditation on Zoom with a Tibetan monk. So I have had a very zen day. Well, to follow up from that, 
we're going to do a keep you company meditation which is going to be run by myself which is coming up in just a moment um but obviously if you do just want to skip that just skip ahead five minutes so before we go ahead make sure you are comfortable have a lovely safe area to meditate in and i will leave you in the capable hands of the wonderful steph So today I'm going to take you through a gratitude meditation. Showing your gratitude can be a great way to spread positive feelings in your world around you. Begin by sitting or lying in a comfortable position, placing your palms facing upwards, either in your lap or to the side of the body, and gently closing your eyes as you begin to focus in on your breath. Relax the muscles of the face, and of the jaw. Relax the shoulders and allow the arms to fall heavy at your sides. Now take three deep breaths through the nose or the mouth, however feels comfortable for you today. Notice how it flows naturally without you even needing to do anything to it. It's always keeping you alive, bringing in nutrients on the inhale and releasing stale energy on the exhale. You don't even need to think about it. You don't even need to work at it. Your body just breathes for you. It is life-giving. Let yourself feel a sense of appreciation for your ability to breathe. How easy, effortless and natural. Keep saying that out loud in your mind. Thank you to the air, to your lungs, to your breath, to your life. Take a nice deep slow inhale through your nose, feeling your stomach expand. Holding your breath at the top and when you're ready, exhale with a long sigh. Now, bringing the breath back to normal, let your awareness travel from your breath as you let your breath just be natural to thinking about your body in general. Your ability to be here right now, practicing this meditation, all the different working components in your body that are making this possible right now. There's so much to appreciate. Let your cells begin to infuse with feelings of appreciation for your body and think about all the things your body enables you to do that you love, no matter how big or how small. It could be as simple as hugging somebody that you love, listening to your favourite music, eating your favourite meal, seeing your favourite film, we're simply just being here right now and appreciating all that we have. We often take our bodies for granted, but in this moment, I want you to honour it. Have appreciation for everything that the body does and feel appreciation flowing around and within you.
And now begin to let that awareness travel to a person or maybe an animal or a pet that you are also appreciative for. It doesn't matter if you know this person, just anyone who you feel grateful for in your life. Let yourself think about all the reasons why you appreciate them. Where does this feeling of gratitude live within you? And what does it feel like? I want you to take those feelings and apply them to yourself now. Have gratitude for turning up today and for taking the time out to spend some time on yourself. As we begin to end this practice, I want you to take these feelings with you, bringing your awareness back to the room around you. Maybe wiggling the fingers, wiggling the toes, bringing some movement back into the body. And before we open the eyes, I want you to have a huge amount of appreciation for yourself and for everything that you do each day without even being aware of it. And take that thought with you as you leave this meditation and you finish up on this podcast and use it as you go forward in your life, constantly thankful for your ability to just be. And taking one last deep breath and when you're ready, opening your eyes and getting ready for the day ahead. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this meditation. I hope you enjoyed it and we hope to do a lot more in the future. I don't know about you guys, but I am suitably relaxed now. Um, Huge thank you to Steph for doing that for us. I am hoping that we will do some more in the future too. And we're planning to put that as a separate bonus episode if you'd like to use it again. Now, on with the rest of the podcast. Go on then, Steph. Give us your words of wisdom. So, this week's words of wisdom kind of came to me in an epiphany so these are my own original thoughts (laughs) why did we both just do the same noise (laughs) 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 original thoughts by Steph so you know how our whole lives we both out like because of ourselves but because of people telling us to we suppress anger and rage and sadness we're always told don't be this, don't feel angry, don't feel sad, you shouldn't feel this way, la, la, la. Imagine if someone came up to you and told you you shouldn't feel happy or you shouldn't feel joy or don't be happy or don't be joyful. I you'd just... Fuck off. Yeah, you'd be like, what are you talking about? And also, whenever someone tells you not to laugh, for example, you know you get like extra giggly and you like burst out of your... and you can't help but laugh almost maniacally. That's obviously what's happening when you suppress your emotions and then you have that, like, burst where you explode. And so, yeah, my thought is just, why are we telling people to stop feeling their feelings? And why do we think it's normal to tell someone to not be sad when we wouldn't say to someone, don't be happy? Because everyone makes that mistake, don't they? I think we've spoken about this before, about how people assume your baseline is happiness. And that is so fucking incorrect. Like, just, nobody's baseline is happy. It just... And, like, I 
I spend so much of my time as well, like trying to talk myself out of those yeah. emotions, like anger and 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 um, sadness. Just anger. Like that. Yeah, just really, really angry all the time. Really it's the only one like, I've got. You know, you feel guilty about it to a point, and then it's like, but you wouldn't ever be like, I'm too happy. I mean, I guess yeah. I I did caveat because I said this to you the other day, but like I do obviously if you have severe depression and things like that that's when you start talking yourself out of those out of happiness and joy and I guess well, that's almost what depression scared. is yeah yeah you become, you become too, too scared, scared of being happy because you know that if you it, stay in depression it's comfortable because you know it yeah whereas it and and it's less painful to stay in the sad depressed state than it is to come up to the happy state and then potentially back go back again. yeah and I just couldn't but I just why do we keep telling people not to feel their feelings when we're not our feelings? We just feel them. Like, you're not going to be sad ashamed. forever. We're no more shame. For being ourselves. No, no more, more shame. shame for feeling scared or sad or worried or angry. Just like, feel stop fucking feeling. Stop repressing it. You are not a robot. Unless you are a car. And then don't kill me. Please. We don't want to we be victims. We started so well there. We started so well with Words of Wisdom and I ruined it. I ruined it all. That No, honestly though, I loved all of that. It You said that to me last night and it made so much fucking sense. It was one of those proper light bulb moments where you're like, nobody nobody tells me not to be happy nobody outwardly says that so why yeah. is it why does society accept us like i said to you before this call i was uh, we were talking about people in the public eye talking about mental health and i was saying when i started talking about this 10 years ago the amount of people that said to me stop talking about this be quiet go to your doctor deal with this in silence deal with this behind closed doors because you shouldn't be embarrassing yourself this that and the other and now the whole bloody world is cashing in on mental health week and all this bullshit but no one told me not to be happy it's like, bizarre so why are they policing one and it's because people are too scared it's also people because too scared of ha- what you open up for them to think about yeah and i think it's because as well happiness People, I think people associate happiness with being rich and wealthy and a lot of this. So it's yeah. almost like if you show any signs of the other emotions, then you are like you're not worthy or you're not human enough. Or so. I don't know what it is. There's some kind of element of like you can only show the good emotions. And I don't know what that is. Or But I feel it's like because people feel people can't sit in comfortably knowing that they can't fix another person so I was talking to my friend about this the other day and it was so interesting because I said to her I was like oh how are you feeling and she was just like oh you know I'm getting there blah blah and I was like hold up you know you don't have to be getting there like you can just say I feel like shit and then she was like yeah where the fuck is there anyway where am I getting to where are you going Exactly. And then I realised that I think I've spoken about it on here before. That's what I did when I was in hospital last month. I kept saying to people, oh, like, you know, getting there because people want to hear that you are on your way up. They want to hear that you're doing better so they don't have to worry about you or do something or feel uncomfortable. People need to learn how to sit in the discomfort of other people just having a shit time. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to have a shit time. Like if say a family member's died or like you've lost your job or something I don't know maybe even a huge accident and you've become disabled or something's happened that's changed your life drastically why should you be getting there 
Why can't you just be like this? Back is to shit. normal. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is normal anyway? We're always bloody changing. Normal was never that good in the first place. Normal. If I look at all of the people who consider themselves normal, ninety nine percent of them are suppressing severe childhood trauma, very sad, projecting it at other people in a job they hate, trying to make more money to project this faux perfect life. So if that's normal, I want to continue being insane. Yeah, thank you and goodbye. Goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) I really like this episode. Me too. I feel like... I think that's a good ending for it as well. What, because we said goodbye? Yeah! (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We are so grateful to have you on this journey with us and you can join in the conversation further via our socials. You can find us on all popular streaming sites where you can like, review and subscribe. You can also DM us your questions on Instagram and Facebook at Keep Your Company, or you can email us at keepyourcompanypodcast at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Elspeth. And I'm Steph. We are Keep You Company. And we're here to be your mace. Mace. <laughs> we're here to be your mace so that you don't get attacked on the streets. <laughs> okay, do that one again. <laughs>